Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable, they're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go. Stop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guest and professional chef Andrew Zimmern. In addition to Andrew, we also have Steve, Brody, Kevin, Corinne, Byron, and Sean. Now, Andrew, how do you feel about trivia? I love trivia. Do you? Yeah. The minutiae of the world fascinates me. And uh, in, in what way do you consume trivia if you love trivia? Uh, I'm a voracious, you're, if you're, if you stop being teachable in life, you're a loser. Uh-huh. So I, it, life is an endless learning process. So I, I suck up a lot of information. Just everything's trivia to you. I just absolutely adore it. So if, like it. if all 10 questions have to do with, uh, North American fruits that are not consumed, uh-huh. uh, publicly, uh, I will win that. Sadly, none of them are. <laughs> Shit. Now, before we get started, I have to tell you, Andrew, your restaurants have served me the best stadium food I've ever had. I'm a big Vikings and Twins fan, so I try to make a regular pilgrimage to, like, mm-hmm. U.S. Bank Stadium and, and Target mm-hmm. Field. And genuinely, the lamb sandwich from oh, the AZ you. Canteen is incredible. It's, like, too good for stadium food, actually. It, it is, and consequently, that's why it's no longer there at the stadium. Oh, no. Yeah. When did that stop? Uh, during COVID. Okay. And then they came back with all the big, uh, you know, all the big companies realized they were wasting a lot of money uh-huh. paying people like me to do food there, <laughs> and they would make more money off of uh, chips and uh, Diet Coke. Was there a shift in your <laughs> lifetime where stadium food, like, got good all of a sudden? Yes. When did that happen, and why? Uh, it was uh, 2007. All of the all of the big companies that run food at stadiums and airports uh, realized they had a captive audience that was becoming more food aware, mm. and so they reached out to 
well-known personalities uh-huh. and put their food into their first their local stadiums and airports, and then if they had a national brand, perhaps they got some other stuff. And so our our business at that point, we were in like seven stadiums and and at, at its height, six stadiums uh-huh. uh, at its height. But w- what we were doing is we we were putting in massive French rotisseries and uh-huh. taking real wild pasture, well, pastured Minnesota lamb, chickens, uh, you know, whole animal rotisserie uh, of other kinds. We put pigs and mm. and goats and stuff on there, and and you could buy it by the pound or on sandwiches. You know, with homemade ice cream and, uh-huh. and homemade, uh, we made it like a zep, like a little Italian donut hole. Um, it was a great booth. It thundered business. I mean, it was incredible, but they were also paying us a fee to license it and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So but gradually, the, the all these companies have learned, why are we paying an extra mm. X percent to to these well-known people? That said, that we hurts need to just my, own it ourselves. Hurts my enthusiasm a little bit it, to go back. Mine now. as well. I love. By the way, I love. That was one of my favorite jobs ever because mm. I got to make food for families. Because if you're going to pay fourteen dollars uh-huh. for a stale piece of pizza that was made the day beforehand and hot held in cardboard for twenty four to thirty two hours. Um, there's no way it curls your toes when you buy it. Yeah. So we're ripping off parents and their kids. It's too expensive for the average American family to go to a sporting event. So we were like, if we're going to charge whatever, 14 bucks for mm-hmm. a chicken sandwich, it th- that family better say, that's the best chicken sandwich I ever had. And I think in some cases we pulled it off. I love it. You did it well. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And for the stat of the week, this is a perfect game. We're going to go to 1,000 if you can get a Brody claims to have thrown game. two nines. Whoa. <sighs> I had a perfect game, I think. Was it the first game ever, Spencer? I think it was the, the fourth game ever. You, you threw go. a perfect How, game. You like that st- stat, Steve? Wow. <laughs> now, for the stat of the week this I week. Know, I don't think I believe that stat. <laughs> See, Steve was here. He was sitting in that chair when it happened. You witnessed the perfect game. <laughs> really? Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Now, the stat of the week this week, we're going to look at how different players perform in each vertical. We'll start off with Steve. Steve's oh. best category. Do you have a guess as to what your best category is of the four? This is a big question because I don't agree with your categorization. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, fishing. I bet I do well in fishing. Fishing is your best category where you get 65% of questions correct. And your worst category is hunting where you get 54. <laughs> 54% of questions so correct. That's solid. a decent spread, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, more than half of them right. Yeah. Next up is Brody. Maybe it's like you're not that good at making those questions. That could be. Now, next up is Brody whose best category is hunting, Brody gets an amazing 87% of hunting questions correct. No way. Yes. And his worst category is fishing, where he gets 53% of questions correct. Then we have Cal, whose best category is cooking, where he gets 74% of questions correct. And his worst category is hunting, where he gets 41% of questions correct. And finally, there's Giannis, 
whose best category is also cooking, where he gets 76% of questions correct. And his worst categories are conservation and hunting, where he gets (laughs) 53% of questions correct. His worst are the rest of the categories. (laughs) (laughs) How how many times have you played this? Uh, Like three or four times. I'm terrible. I'm just here for color commentary. But how how do you do on the cooking questions? I ace the cooking questions. Oh, okay. I keep trying to bribe Spencer to go real heavy in the cooking for once, but it hasn't happened. Hmm, Well, I'd like to point out, that he'll usually throw a gas of bone. Oh. Which is total bullshit. He threw the gas <laughs> 10 bones last time. It didn't work out for him. The ga- it didn't work out for the gas? No. no. Now, on a previous episode of Meat Eater Trivia, we talked about how Anthony Bourdain said in his 1999 book that you shouldn't order seafood from a restaurant on Monday. His logic was that at the time in his home city of New York, fishmongers were closed on weekends, meaning that when Monday's fish was served, it was at minimum a few days old. But in a 2015 interview, Bourdain changed his tune. Here's a quote that he gave Tech Insider then. Look, do me one favor, people, please. Eat the fish on Monday. That was 16 years ago. It was a very different world. Regrettably, that's, you know, don't eat fish on Monday is going to be, you know, on my headstone. But it's almost two decades later. Uh, things have changed. Eat the damn fish. So there you have it. It is okay to order seafood on a Monday. Is that a law that you guys had had heard before, Kevin and Andrew, mm. that, that you've uh, abided by or not? It just depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It was not like a a black and white scenario because it really has to do with. But it does have to do with your purveyors, like, and so a lot of folks would get it in for several days. But there's also plenty of seafood that can sit in ice for a few days and be fine. Sure, so no big deal. I'm old. So I remember a time in New York when I was first coming to this business as a teenager working summers and your your purveyors would deliver twice a week. Right. So mm. the, the, the don't eat fish on Monday was a great uh-huh. piece of advice and why everyone could relate to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, very soon after that, the food world exploded, uh, probably even before Tony mentioned there. And, and you can now get... Seafood delivered almost seven days a week. Yeah. From any part of the world. Correct. <laughs> so that rule does not but apply But don't anymore. eat sushi at a 7-Eleven. I mean, it's just, we're not there okay. yet. That you is know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, the, that rule. that's yeah. the, the caveat yeah. is where yeah. you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> Discount sushi has always been a bad idea. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. And with that, we're on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one, this will be top multiple choice, and the topic is hunting. Which of these hunting magazines is oldest? Peterson's Hunting, Fur Fish Game, North American Whitetail, or Sports Afield? Again, which of these hunting magazines is oldest? Peterson's Hunting, Fur Fish Game, North American Whitetail, or Sports Afield? Some quick, confident answers in the room, it looked like. What are you putting down, Brody? <laughs> I, I'm torn, I'll tell you Me that. Me too. Well, I, bet I know which ones you're torn between. Yep. It's a hunting vertical, so he'll get it right more than likely. That's right. This would be 87% well, more than of the likely time. get it right. 
No, that's fishing. Not as low. <laughs> There's some real money ball stuff going to be born out of this. Yes, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah, it's turning into baseball. There's a statistic There's be for everything. Bets well, you know, we played the other like... night. We were in a we were down in Louisiana. We had rented a house that had a pool table. And we were playing three ball for dollars. That was fun. Mm. Yeah, I walked off with a big stack of cash. Mm. <laughs> Does everybody have and an I answer? Quit no. Two after I won. No. Went to bed. Your options again, Brody or Peterson's Hall. I know what they are. Fur fish game, North American whitetail, and sports He's trying to confuse me now. Okay. I know what he's debating. You tell me when you're good, and we will reveal the answers. my original. Brody's brain is arguing with his homunculus. That's right. (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying sports of field. Andrew saying sports of field. Kevin saying sports of field. Brody saying sports of field. Corinne saying fur fish game. Sean saying sports of field. And Byron saying sports of field. That's the correct answer, sports of field. And I know you were debating for a fishing game. And yep. Crin scratched out sports of field and went for a fishing game. Sports of field That's is been around the a long oldest time, outdoor man. publication in North America. It was founded. It's not even really, it's like, it's not like what, a, it's still a thing. It always gets like bought by someone or another. I mean, they're still putting out six issues a year. So it's yeah, more of a thing than most outdoor magazines. Different. Like when I was a kid, they had, like it covered everything. Like mm-hmm. how to catch catfish on cut bait and... It became what, kind of, it's like, kind of like a, didn't it become kind of a marketing rag? Like, didn't, um, it's, yeah, it's very like travel, hunt, overseas yeah. kind of thing now? now. Yeah. Well, safari clubs? I don't know. No, it wasn't them. Either way, next question. It was founded in 1887. Furfish Game was founded in 1925. Peterson's Hunting in 1973. And North American Whitetail in 1982. Amazingly, Sports Field still publishes six issues per year, even at 135 years old. It's, its name is still actively used. Yeah. It's not the same publication. I'm not saying it's the same thing it was 135 years ago. <laughs> Question two, the topic is cooking. If someone cooks you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? If someone cooks you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? Again, some quick answers in the room. I don't want Kevin to see my... Mm. <laughs> you don't think he knows tablet. it? No, listen. I was making a joke. I don't want to say what my problem is uh-huh. because it'll be a hint. Yep. Could you but pick you an and me easier might be question? having a real hard time. This is a dictionary definition of the word. So whatever your argument's going to be, you have to take it up with the dictionary. I have a feeling or I know me. what Steve's problem is going to be, I, I, and I, I can't wait to I hear it. My problem is, is going to be with other people's shit. If someone cooks <laughs> you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? Does everybody with, have an answer? It's going to be with other people's stuff. Waiting on career. You know what happens in trivia? Winners laugh and tell jokes, and losers say, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just had a next question in the room one question ago. Corinne, how we doing? Yeah, I just, I'll keep my original. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Eurasian rock dove. Andrew saying pigeon. Kevin saying pigeon. There's too many pigeon. kinds of pigeons. Too Brody many kinds saying of pigeons. pigeon. Corinne saying See, quail. Yeah. Sean saying pigeon and Byron saying pigeon. What did the correct you say answer. to me beforehand? Don't overthink it. That was your advice to me. The correct answer is pigeon. They're the same bird. Which is? They're the same bird. Your rock dove. We'll give it to you. But you can't give it to them. Yes, they get that. <laughs> There's too many kinds of pigeon. <laughs> the dictionary says it's an immature pigeon. Do you know that you can hunt them with uh, your hands or rocks in almost every state in the Union? Because they're a nuisance species, because their guano degrades marble on statues, one of the few birds uh, whose poop is so toxic. And so if, if you can, you can use butterfly nets, you can use rock stones, whatever. 
Can't shoot them, but in every municipality, I mean, like right in downtown, just have at it. Yeah, but the the way to do it then is go outside the city into a silage field or cornfield, set some decoys and... What pi- old, all you guys that wrote pigeons, old, what do you mean? What kind of pigeons did you mean? Old Street pigeon. <laughs> old Street barns. pigeons. Did, that's not what it said. <laughs> Just move it along, Spencer, dear God. Now, <laughs> my father-in-law grew up in rural South Dakota. He said that when he was a kid, people would stop by the farm and ask if they could check their silos and barns for squab. But that practice largely died out in the early 80s, and my father-in-law hasn't got a squab hunting request in nearly 40 years. Have him call me. Didn't I you will used to go, go uh, anywhere. It's so delicious. <laughs> Didn't you uh, used to grab them out from underneath bridges, Steve? Yeah, and then we caught them. Sorry, I haven't a bite to eat. <laughs> we had a big pole with a pizza box on the end of it and another pole with a landing net on the end of it. And they like to live behind air conditioning units outside of restaurants and shit. So you just block one side of the AC unit with the cardboard box, block the other side of the AC unit with the net, Get the grown-ups, then we get the babies, and I would take the grown-ups and raise those and harvest their babies. Nice. Very smart. So you were eating Pigeon squab farmer. and the adults. Question well, three. I was using the adults to propagate. There you go. Question three, the topic is conservation. I was big into it, man. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Brandon Welty for sending this great question. Brandon is going to get a blaze orange meat-eater vest. That was signed by Steve. If Just wanna, right now. Fresh signed. If you want a chance to win the listener <laughs> question of the week, send your questions to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. This state is the only place in the world where the range of American alligators and American crocodiles overlap. What is it? Again, this state is the only place in the world where the range of American alligators and American crocodiles overlap. What is it? Oof. Boston. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. What was right. it? Did you get them all right so far, Brody? I, I did indeed. There's be only neck. been two. I know it's gonna be neck and neck, though, dude. <laughs> yep. Oh. I mean, it could be. This is this is every of... time you haven't been here for it, but this <laughs> no. is every single trivia. We had to separate them. Brody used to sit here, but now we make him sit at the end there. of the table. Like the first, it's like the first question. There's, there's we give each other the stare down from. You got to yeah. choose between two. Likely. Oh, I've got a pretty good cell phone video of those two giving each other the stink eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, alligators and crocodiles? (laughs) 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 Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Florida. Andrew saying Florida. Kevin saying Florida. Florida. Corinne saying Louisiana. Sean saying Texas. And Byron saying Louisiana. The correct answer is Florida. I, I have it on. I, I have it on pretty good authority that someone uh, just found a Burmese python in South Louisiana. Mm, Will that be the first one there? Right? I don't know, just a matter of time, right? I was trying to think yep. sports teams. There's no crocodile sports team, is there? The Crocs? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no there, uh, there's not a lot of those. Probably American a single crocodiles. A baseball team game, or something. Yeah, somewhere. someone's got to yeah. be the Croc. But I think the whole Mario Batali thing sort of crushed that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say anything about. I'm from Georgia, so like our feelings on Florida are that it should just break off and float into the ocean. So I'm not really allowed to to weigh in with an opinion on it. Now, although they look similar and share a range in South Florida, gators and crocs can't mate. But American crocs and Cuban crocs can hybridize, which has biologists concerned. They fear that because their habitat is shrinking, it may lead to American Cuban hybrids that cause true Cuban crocodiles to vanish altogether. Hmm. Man, they're only like 
90 miles apart, how different can they be? Yeah, the big 90 Cubans miles? and the Americans? Yeah, 90 miles. I don't know. 90 miles worth of uh, different. Question four, the topic is whitetails. Brody might want to read a book about bio-island geography, sounds to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> Question four, the topic is whitetails. Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? We're looking for what animal kills the second most amount of whitetail fawns. Can you throw an adjective or two in there for me? What are you looking for? Is this going to be one of the... Again, conflicted. Two answers. Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? It's a tough one. I know He's because go you know with what? One. But I, but I, I have. A, uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I have. A, I might have the same question. Yeah. 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 Yep. You know what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Does everybody oh, yeah, have an sure. answer? Yeah. Yes. I would have much preferred you. Ne- well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corinne? Corinne, I don't know if you know this, but we're on a tight schedule. We got a guest who has a flight to catch. It's not a crocodile. Yeah, I know. She'll sit there for three I'm, hours and have an empty board. <laughs> it's not a crocodile, Corinne. Grabbing my phone for Steve's objection here. What are you doing with your phone? I'm going to get a photo of you yelling at Spencer Corinne? about a bad question. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying black bear. Mm. Andrew saying fox. Kevin saying fox. Brody saying black bear. Corinne saying black bear. Sean saying dogs. And Byron crossed out two answers, and he says black bears is the, oh, the no, answer. No, no. What, 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 he's got it crossed out. He put, it, he put an arrow bullshit, at it dude. You That's can't do bullshit. that. I don't know when you put that on there. I crossed this one out and then wrote that one, and then I crossed that one out and pointed an arrow to the first Think one. Think next time we should just rewrite it. The, <laughs> the correct answer is black bears. Yeah. Well, here's my deal. I got it right, okay. so I don't really care. But Were you thinking like here humans we were in there? No, domestic dogs. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This this is according to a Penn State University study who analyzed data from 29 other studies that were done across the country. They looked at the cause of death for nearly 1,000 fawns and found that about 73% were coyotes and 14% were black bears. Wow, distant second. Very, very distant. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> Became a good question uh, like a few right. minutes before it wasn't. <laughs> question five. Well, no, no, no. It was, I would have preferred this. Mm. Regionality. And then I would have preferred that you as a host excluded the wild dog. Yeah. The, because I don't know that you. that's well captured. Yeah, like natural. Uh, yeah, there's The regionality was, was the United States because that's where the study took place. They took them across oh, okay. the country. Gotcha. Question five, the topic Notice is fishing. Notice I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, was, I, I'm I am just, complaining. I'm telling you what I would have like complained a complaint. about. <laughs> This next great question comes to us via Chrissy McCoon. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Also known as ear stones, these hard structures located behind the brain allow biologists to age bony fish. Done. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the fellas that are done might be going for five for five. Here's the question again. Also known as ear stones... These hard structures located behind the brain allow biologists to age bony fish. And I think if Brody and Steve get this right, they're pitching a perfect game. We will get a scoreboard update officially from Phil after this. 
I feel like me and Brody should find a way to team up, man. Instead of being <laughs> yep. like against each other, like team nope. up. Yeah, this is way more fun. <laughs> yeah, we could do uh, we could do a, like a partners tournament or something. Tournament Ooh. of champions. So like a tag team situation. Steven Brody would not be allowed. Dude, that would be a great game, man. Does tag everybody teams? have an answer? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal the answers. We have Steve saying Odalith. Andrew saying Antlers. Kevin saying Earstones. Brody saying Odalith. Crane without an answer. Sean without an answer. Byron saying Earstones. The right. correct answer is Odalith. It's also Earstones, just for the record. <laughs> Otherwise known as Antlers. That's right. Odalith aid fish in balance and hearing. To age a fish using an Odalith, you count the number of rings just like you would with a tree, but some fish like sharks, rays, and lampreys don't have them. Ain't kosher either. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We are halfway through the game of trivia. We are. Uh, really quick, before I actually have a correction, a matter of housekeeping. Oh, no. Uh, I was DM'd by Anthony Jensen on Instagram. Uh, apparently, I've been reading the standings incorrectly when people are tied. I say, like, you know, tied for first. Oh. Stephen Brody tied for second. Cal, mm, no, oh. that'd be tied for third, yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what he says. It's okay. Uh, well, that's I, the thing. I, I'm not, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, I'll just read what he said. I'm sorry to be this OCD, but when breaking down a competition's <laughs> current ranking, you wouldn't say tied for third if there are people tied for second. If there's a two-way tie for first, the next ranking is third or tied for third. So, like, tied for is fifth. Is that true? Yes. yes. Yeah. And he is. says, again, sorry to be anal. Uh, Anthony, thank you for your apology because you completely wasted my time. I will not be changing the way I do this, but uh, I did learn something today. Um, is that? Wow, wow. That's, like, next level. Tied, yeah, because, like, uh, so that, you knew the other name of Earstones, but you didn't know that you count... <laughs> <laughs> One, two, then three. No, I had no idea. Yeah, because okay. I think like they give out medals in the Olympics, and if like top two tie, two golds, and then they give out a bronze. Right. Yeah. For uh, whoever you know came in behind those two people. If you, you look at a golf board, well, I mean, golf standing. In the Olympics, there could be two golds, no silver, and one bronze. I think that might be, be how they do it. See, that is how yeah, they do golf that. Golf standings is the easiest one to understand. I don't like it. Not okay. Yeah, golf standings is the easiest. Well, it's disc yeah. golf. Stick your guns, Phil. Do it. Does it work the same? <laughs> disc golf? Yeah, shoot from the hill. This is my coos deer. I'm dying on this hill. With one point, we have Corinne. Putt, putt. And coming up Miniature next golf. is Sean with two points. And then uh, tied for second place. We have Kevin, <laughs> Byron, and Andrew all with three points. And then in first, perfect game, five points apiece. Brody and Steve. Tension in the room. Oh my God! It's What's y'all's team name going to be? Are you going with Stody or are you going it's with Brief? Yes, man. <laughs> Brief. I like Brief. Man, between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never ending. I'm talking about the the, the subscriptions, the monthly dings on your credit card. Well, thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It goes in and finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Meaning, you know, like, let's say there's like a show that comes out and you want to watch it and you wind up doing like this free trial and you forget about it. And then two years later, you realize you're paying those hosers 12 bucks a month for something you don't use. It finds that stuff cancels it and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings instead rocket money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions saving members up to 740 dollars a year 
when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. That's rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Again, rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. It's policygenius.com. The single most valuable tool I have for chasing turkeys next to my scatter gun is the Onyx Hunt app. If I'm hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. If I'm not hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. I'm always using Onyx. I live by that stuff. I can't tell you the number of birds this app has put me on by allowing me to easily find new areas to hunt. It's invaluable. I use it all the time. Even properties I know super well. And I'm at my buddy Bubbly Doug's house. I'm using Onyx, and I've hunted this place a million times. With their compass mode, I can pinpoint exactly on the map where a gobble rang out from and then figure out the perfect spot to set up. Meaning, if I'm sitting there, let's say I'm at Bubbly Doug's, I'm in the navel, and I hear, pow, I'll like instinctively pull up Bubbly Doug's place on Onyx, and I'll look at the topography, and I'll be like, oh, that sucker must be over in that little opening over there. Waypoints also, and the ability to share them. Okay, comes in handy every spring, whether that's revisiting old waypoints where I've been on birds before or sharing them to buddies to help put them on birds. This app will help you find more turkeys. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you too. use code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt this turkey season. Question six. The topic is woodsmanship. Name one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. Name one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. The quickest answer in the room was Andrew. You know this? Oh, stone cold. Okay. Again, looking for one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. This is a stat from the CDC. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying New York. Andrew saying Minnesota. Kevin saying Colorado. Brody saying Pennsylvania. Corinne saying New York. Sean saying Connecticut. And Byron saying Maine. Can we play a game where I guess who all has it right? <laughs> who do you think got it wrong? How about <laughs> I got that? They have to all hold up their things. <clears throat> I already erased it. So yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to reveal the I think, answers. I think, I, think, I think Byron might be wrong. Byron says Maine. The top five. <laughs> are Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Maine, 
in Wisconsin. What? What? In most years, Pennsylvania destroys the rest of the country when it it comes to Lyme disease. In 2019, they had 7,000 cases of Lyme disease. That's followed by New York with 3,000, New Jersey with 2,500, Maine with 1,500, and Wisconsin with 1,000. Just missing out in the top five are New Hampshire, Minnesota, Maryland, Connecticut, and Virginia. That's actually way lower than I would think. Job. Total I remember the year yeah. I had, they had 30,000 confirmed. Yeah, I think na- people just na- don't na- get nation, tested they, Nationwide, they had 30,000 confirmed. They don't confirmed. test it. This is why I thought Minnesota was top rated, because if anybody has a tick and you even think that the uh, the head or any other part of it is in there, they, they don't it. test you at all. You immediately go on it, because in Minnesota, yep. 97% of the people they who all, come in yeah. for it develop Lyme disease. And the disease. ticks are all carrying it, yeah. We're on to question seven. The topic is cooking. This red spice, which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, is considered to be the most expensive (laughs) spice in the world. What is it? This red spice, (laughs) which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, is considered to be the most expensive spice in the world. God, dude's pitching softballs. What is it? What did your wife score on this round? I think Nine. she got four. You have hard would, uh, questions elsewhere. That's right. I think from now on, I'm writing the food questions for you. <laughs> Send them to you every week. <laughs> Please. Do it. That'd be a great favor to him, man. That's right. And you, you win that free orange vest. <laughs> 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 One more time. This red spice, which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, is considered to be the most expensive spice in the world. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying saffron. What does that say? Mm, saffron. Saffron. I just spelled it P-H instead of F-F. Andrew saying count. saffron. Kevin saying saffron. Brody saying saffron. Corinne saying saffron. Sean without an answer. And Byron saying saffron. That is the correct answer. Saffron. Authentic saffron can cost about $500 per ounce. It's so expensive because it's an incredibly labor-intensive crop with a small output and short harvest window. Its taste is described as sweet, floral, and pungent. If you want to learn how to cook with it, then check out Andrew's recipe for risotto Milanese on andrewzimmern.com. And don't think that you're just going to put a whole bunch in there because it must be good because holy (laughs) shit, what a way to ruin something, man. Yes. When it says like a tea. So there is there it's is for good some, reason. It's very tempting to use oh, more. You know, like, well, like, how could this possibly there. work? There there is some debate about whether or not it's uh, first came from the Mediterranean or Central Asia, mm. uh, which has got some some serious legs to it. Hmm. Now, what else do you cook? Uh, what else do you use pa- saffron? It's in? Most famous, oh, I mean, paella is like the main thing. Well, yeah, but, you know, beer. A lot of Indian food uses saffron. Uh, a lot of Afghani, Iranian, Central Asian right? foods okay. use it. Yeah, it's it it, it it was used as a form of money for a long time on ancient spice mm. roots. It was used for makeup. It was used for perfumes. Would you support this statement that in America, most of it is bought by people fixing to make paella? Yes, I would also support the statement that most of what's sold here in the United States does not uh, even measure up to real saffron. And in fact, even the most expensive stuff that you can buy here still has a little bit of orange flange at the end of uh, the thread, uh-huh. um, which in Afghanistan and Iran, where the best saffron in the world, my opinion, uh, grows, it is dark red from end to end. Huh. And when I travel to countries that trade with those 
uh, nations, that is the first thing that I smuggle home mm. is real saffron, which blows all the other stuff really? away. Get you blows it away. What I like about it is, you know when the places have the spice bottle yeah. arrays in grocery stores yes. where it's like a predetermined size? Oh, well, that stuff, don't even bother. And you it, but then buy they have the bottle, shop. but then in the bottle is a bag, and in the That's bag right. is like two or three pieces, <laughs> yes. but to, in order to, for display purposes, they still put it, so yeah. you think you're getting you the big You should buy it online $36. You should buy it online from Calustians or uh, another, you know, vi- you know, Penzies, another really reputable uh, company. There is an amazing group called Rumi uh, out of Afghanistan, and it's founded by uh, Iraqi and Afghani war vets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started a spice company to try to give uh, farmers in that country an option for another plant Besides to grow, grow other than poppies. And it's a Rumi, R U M I, I think it's rumispice.com, is an mm. organization that I just think is fantastic. Yeah, I feel like if you go into the grocery store and you, you see uh, saffron in like a McCormick bottle or something. Oh, yeah, don't buy it. It'll say saffron in big letters, but then really small ones <laughs> above it will say like Spanish or yeah. something like that. Do you, have you tried the Rumi products? Yeah, Their I whole have. line of products is great. I actually, very luckily, where we live in Maine, I have a neighbor who's from Afghanistan. Oh, and she gets yeah. it. Like she gives me her family yes. stuff. They send it over to her. It's mind boggling, And right? I pay her, get ready. Thirty dollars for three ounces of yes, saffron. Mm. and and what it a is deal. and it's so unreal. it's unreal. Yeah, it's that kind of saffron crazy. has as much in common with supermarket saffron yeah. saffron as my standing in your garage makes me your car. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's Great amazing analogy. We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update after this. The topic is biology, and this X-ray question comes to us from Ryan Baldridge. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. There is only one bird in the world that can fly forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. What is it? Only one bird in the world that can fly forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. What is it? Larry Bird. That's good. (laughs) Some quick answers in the room. A slow answer from Steve. That's because you tripped him up with he's, something. He's Ooh. still arguing with the well, premise. He's of like, "What about bird?" <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, like, are, are, are you looking for a, a, like you want the Linnaean name? Like, we're looking for a species or a broad you category? Write down whatever you think. <laughs> oh, is I thought right. you were going with extant or or one from. Are you gonna put down a dinosaur? Exactly. Does everybody have an answer? Again, looking for the only bird can fly. Forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the what does that say? Harrier. Harrier. Because mm. hummingbirds, there's thousands, there's dozens of hummingbirds. Andrew saying hummingbird. Kevin saying hummingbird. Brody saying hummingbird. Corinne saying seagull. Sean saying hummingbird. <laughs> and Byron saying hummingbird. The correct answer is hummingbird. That's bullshit, dude. So there's too many kinds of hummingbirds. But so I didn't even know the harrier was a type of hummingbird. That's the that's why they no, named the jet. It's a northern harrier. We I was talking about the northern hair. I didn't know that. We I was going to put the hummingbird, you. but that's not a kind. We are going to give you it. Why? Getting your, a, a harrier isn't a hummingbird. I don't. That, I didn't say it's a hummingbird. Oh, what? I thought you were saying oh. that is a type of hummingbird. You were just no. going to fold and wrong. give it no. to him. I thought he was saying that was a type of hummingbird. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't just say hummingbird because there's too many kinds of hummingbirds, and I don't know that all of them have that capability. Well, it's like your issue whether with you the know squab. whether they do or don't. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hummingbirds break all the rules of flight. 
Not only can they fly in any direction, but they also can hit speeds of 75 miles per hour and come to a complete stop in the space no longer than your index finger. Now Brody's winning. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Oh, great. Now Brody's winning. <laughs> it's not over yet. That's right. Now Brody is winning. Uh, we have Byron in third place with six points. Steven Ranella in second place with seven points and pitching. And perfect game so oh, far with eight man. points is Brody Henderson. Wow. Son of a How many questions are, do we have yet? Two so questions two, left. Two oh, left. okay. Then there's, a, there's far from over. Well, it's technically two from over, but... <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> the topic is hunting. North America's longest mule deer migration is a 150-mile journey that starts in Wyoming and ends in what state? North America's longest mule deer migration is a 150-mile journey that starts in Wyoming and ends in what state? Steve was writing while I was about a third of the way through the, the question. Again, this starts in Wyoming and ends in what state is a 150-mile mule deer migration? I thought you were looking for the name of the migration. That's why I started mm. writing. Some quick answers in the room. This really shows how much I need to relearn about my adjacent states. Mm. <laughs> Where you're like, is that state connected to that state? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Wyoming, Andrew saying Colorado, Kevin saying Utah, Brody saying Wyoming, Corinne saying Idaho, Sean saying Colorado, and Byron saying Colorado. The correct answer is Wyoming. That's a tricky freaking question. Brody. These are the questions they love, these tricky you know, that questions. Was, if you'd have got it wrong, we'd be it. neck and neck. <laughs> no, but you, you, this is where your advice go with your – my first instinct was Wyoming, and I was like, no, that's too obvious. This, I don't even think Colorado is adjacent. You know, it is. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, right below? South, oh, basically. This is known as the Red Desert to Hoback migration, which was first discovered in 2014. There are about 1,000 muleys in the herd. These deer spend four months each year migrating, crossing many rivers and highways, as well as over 100 fences. I've been trying to draw a tag on that migration path for a long time. Oh. What's interesting is they pass mule deer that don't migrate. Yeah. And when they, I think mm. these thousand wow. join like 4,000 when they get there. Really strange. Yeah. I just think the phrasing of that question. No, it was good. It was well phrased. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, that was that why was a perfect just, phrasing of a question. Why not just ask what state has the longest? That too we, easy. Too easy then, no, yeah. Because everybody knows that. Oh, I don't think everybody <laughs> does. But. Phil, we are on to the final question. Give us a scoreboard update. <laughs> Steve has eight points. Brody has nine points. So we need Brody to choke on this last question. Oh, man. The perfect game. We That's can see right. it again. And he would get a $1,000 donation. Instead of 500. The topic is conservation. And this last great question comes to us from Daniel Clark. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? We do not have an answer in the room yet. Wow. Wow. Brody needs this one to go 10 for 10. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? I can hear a pin drop in here right now. This is <laughs> Dude, yeah. hard they one. are thinking That's hard, man. really hard. That is a humdinger. Now, the topic here is conservation. 
which I think for both of you Shh. Well, go is on. your second best category. Oh. What were you worried was going to happen there? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I also see now we have multiple whiteboards with Suck It Brody written <laughs> on the back. So <laughs> if anyone wants to add that to theirs. Just Again, the final question. Feeling the love today. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? Does everybody have an answer? No. Even if you're not playing for first place, you should still write down an answer because we keep uh, a very tight baseball box score that this is surely going to affect that. Again, to go to Great overtime, question. we need Brody to get this wrong. And Steve to get this right. We all ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying England, Andrew saying Britain, well, Kevin saying UK, Great Britain, Britain, England, Brody saying England, Corinne saying UK, Sean saying Japan, and Byron oh. saying England. The correct answer is New Zealand, ah, making Brody our winner. Well, Brody got it wrong and ah. still won. Brody got it wrong. He <laughs> avoids the perfect game. But he beat Steve. Man, why didn't I think of that? And Byron was, or excuse man, me, that they, was got, top him from, of my they list. got him from somewhere, man. Brody was kind of disappointed with himself there. He, he didn't look like a guy who just won meat eater. Did anyone get that right? I was secretly rooting for Steve. No. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the fascinating question. Right. Here's the fascinating question. Remember when Roosevelt was president. So you have to think to yourself, what countries were even countries yeah. back then? And I wasn't even sure that. I knew Australia was a country, but as I'm going around the globe, I'm thinking, who do we trade with? Who has the... Was it part of his big stick tour? Well, Roosevelt gave them 18 elk in 1909 God and 10 him. moose in 1910. The descendants of those elk are still found there today, but it's believed the moose have disappeared. Sightings have been rare since the last one was killed in 1956, but scientists did find moose hair samples there in 2002. So it's like uh, New Zealand's version of Bigfoot. We should give a moose again. See, that's what threw me off. Is that I've hunted in New Zealand a lot. And I, I was like, I could... What's I that? knew the elk were American, but I'm the like, there's no moose in New Zealand. I didn't even like, know. I didn't I even literally know. mean it's there. I'm sure they have I would not have guessed New Zealand was in the country then. Brody, man. what happens next is for getting nine right and winning media trivia, if I'd gotten that right. you get to choose where the $500 conservation organization donation goes. So what's it going to be? Uh, the Meat Eater Land Access. The Meat Eater Land Access Initiative. I like it. When are we going to hear about that again, you think, Steve? We got something happening in 2022, something brewing? Got to talk to Callahan. I don't know. Okay. Ryan Callahan question. Brody, well done. That was an Thank impressive you. game. Andrew, thank you for clapping. joining us. Hope you had fun. <laughs> it was a blast. Great. I was hoping to cross the Mendoza line, but my, I'm stuck at 50%. Well, you, you run your own tally in the end. <laughs> well, I wanted to know. Yeah, 50% <laughs> is dang good for a guest. Yeah, I'll tell you that. All right. Join us next time for we more We had a guest sit in that chair and win one time. Only once. Though. A guy named oh, wow. Dustin Huff. Only once. Wow. Sam the guest at, chair. If you look at our scoreboard. One. Yeah. Trivia one guest. victory. Fair and square guest. he won, I didn't too. know that yeah. Chester had won one. He won our Meat Eater live show. Mm. Oh, that's on there? Join us next time for more <laughs> Meat Eater trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins.
You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 